Mashed Potatoes! What's going on, everybody, and welcome into Talk Birdie to Me. I'm Connor Rountree, joined today by our golf analyst, Spencer Burke, and we're here to break down the Open Championship, the 150th version of the Open Championship from the old course at St. Andrews. And Spencer, something about that sentence just sounds right. 150th Open, St. Andrews, the home of golf, buddy. Does it ever. Um, just the history of this place. You saw it throughout the last couple days, even. Tiger was playing a practice round with Rory yesterday. Lee Trevino's there. Uh, the Golden Bear taking a picture with Tiger on the bridge. Like, it, it doesn't get much better. I'm stoked for this week. Probably not going to be getting too much work done in the next couple of days. 7,313 yards, par 72, and the key stats are, well, it's Lynx Golf. We're in Scotland, the home of golf, the old course. You're going to need to hit the ball really far, and you're going to need to be able to clean up around those greens. Massive greens, mind you, so lots of leg putting this week. Three putt avoidance will be absolutely crucial. And remember, a couple drivable par fours, so if you can get those big sticks going, you're going to have opportunities to go low. Now, before we break down the field, folks, if you want to play like the pros that we're about to talk about this week, head on up to the Bogey Club Premier Golf Simulator and Lounge. They have the old course, so you can go and play the old course right now. The link is below. It's time to get into the favorites, but before we do that, Tiger Talk. Earlier this week, there was a bunch of rumors going around that Tiger Woods was going to retire, but he shot all of those down earlier Tuesday morning. Well, you were texting me earlier in the week, and you said, hey, I think Tiger might retire, and, and I, had a, I had a good idea. I'm not an insider, but I mean, there, there's just no way. But he is putting it all on the line tree for this, for this week, uh, the final major of the year. You know his knee, his leg is still banged up, um, but he's he's done everything he can just to get his body in shape to play at St. Andrews, of course, that he knows better than anyone else. He's already played like three or four practice rounds. He's going to take probably from now until the Masters off he might take after this tournament. So um, Tiger's playing this week. The Live guys are playing, but no, he's not retiring. So pump the brakes, buddy. Hey, man, I'm just so happy to have Tiger Woods in the field. Just to face off against those live guys, I love that you brought up that point. You know, Greg Norman not getting invited to the dinner. He's won the Open twice, just doesn't get, he just gets snubbed <laughs> because of all the drama that he could potentially bring. And he would. But could you imagine Greg Norman on Twitter if one of those live guys wins this week? Yeah, and I, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later too. All those live guys in the field. I'm glad they are in the field because it's, it's bringing more popularity to, to the week. Um, more storylines. And there's also what people are talking about on Twitter and, and golf betting accounts is the live discount where these guys are actually uh, getting better odds um, just because they, they don't think the odds makers, I guess, think they've played in high enough level competition lately to compete um, at least at a solid price at the Open. And some of us, like myself, think rightfully so because you have to deal with this guy, the favorite and my God for my bottom dollar he should be. It is Rory McIlroy. 
He hasn't finished outside of the top 20 since the Valero Texas Open. That's seven straight top 20s with four top fives and a win in Canada. He has the most strokes gained in the field over the last 24 rounds, and he's gained at least two and a half strokes on approach in the last two events. Look, he's a beast with his driver already. He's been cleaning up around the greens. If he gets hot with his putter, we saw him knock down putts left, right, and center at the RBC Canadian Open. For all intents and purposes, he's Northern Irish. This is his home uh, his home major, if you will. So I really think Rory will bring it here. And he's got the course history as well, Spencer. Yeah, three well, three top tens um, in all majors this year. And like you said, course history. Uh, in 2010, this was the last time Rory played at St. Andrews. He opened with that uh, infamous 63 Followed up with an 80. Um, ultimately came, I think, T3. Uh, that was the year Louis Oosthuizen won, won it. He was supposed to play back in 2015, but he had an injury. That was during a dominant season uh, as well. So he's hungry to get back here. And yes, he should be by far the, the betting favorite this week. Saying that, 11-1, to 1, I just I just can't do it. Um, I, I love where his game's at. You mentioned his wedges have gotten a lot better. This is the one guy who I'm not betting on that I would be okay if he wins. I would love to see Roy win another major. It's been too long. Um, he's been such a great ambassador for the game through all this live tour stuff as well. And just the, probably the most likable guy on tour. One thing I will say about Rory that I might like a little bit more, um, and I may sprinkle, first round leader 23 to one. Um, as I mentioned that opening round 63 in 2010, I know that's a heck of a long time ago, but his game's in the top shape. So I may throw a couple bucks on that. And uh, I do remember when we were breaking down the U.S. Open, here's a fun Rory stat. Every time he's won a major, he's actually led after the first round. I do believe, or it's all but one. You guys can check that, but that's a that's a nice little bet piece there. I really like that on Rory. And one more thing I will add is he has an opportunity to stick it to Greg Norman again with those live guys in the field. Rory's a passionate guy. He's been very outspoken. I like Rory to bring some fire this week. Another guy that we have to touch on just because of popularity is Scotty Scheffler. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a heck of a golfer, but I won't be touching him in any format. He missed the cut last week. I mean, last time he did miss a cut, he finished runner-up the very next week, right? So he does have that bounce-back game, but... Coming off a missed cut, going into the Scottish Open, the depth of this field, the value just isn't there for me, and I will not be taught touching Scotty Scheffler, no matter how good he has been to us here at Sports Street this season. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler, player of the year, um, hands down. It's not even close. Uh, but you wonder if fatigue is finally going to creep in. Saying that, we doubted him at Augusta. He came in there with, I think, wins in his last three or four events. We're like, no way he can do this wins the green jacket so i took him at augusta well there you go i did not um but i i just i can't do it either my i may be in the wrong again for doubting scotty because of the year he's had but my favorite this week i've told you uh, the last few days it's jordan spieth around 19 to 1 uh he's so comfortable here he just loves he loves Lynx golf man and his game is rounding into shape uh the scottish open last week he was in contention a late double bogey kind of kind of threw him out um but would it surprise anyone here if the golden child one was holding the Claire jug at the end of the week? No, because, you know, and you touched on it. It's the creativity that Jordan Spieth brings to Lynx style golf. And we were talking about before we come on air, the, these bunkers, these pot bunkers, it's basically a penalty stroke if you go in there. Yeah. He's one of those guys that could go in and get up and down or possibly hold. We've seen him hold insane bunker shots. So he has the creativity 
to find his own way around St. Andrews. And that's one of the things I love about watching Lynx style golf is it's so wide, it's so open. You're going to see guys attack it in so many different ways. We talked about drivable par four. Some guys are going to let the big dog eat. I think that's going to be key for Rory this week. But guys like Jordan Spieth may want to lay it up a bit and shoot that 100-yard shot away. So you're going to see a lot of different styles, but I'm all over that Jordan Spieth pick as well. I think the creativity, and I'll be sprinkling, I'll be following you uh, to Sprinkle Town there. And just a quick nugget, sorry, before I, I let you go off here, just the stat I got on Spieth. 42 under par at the Open Championship you. since 2015. 16 strokes better than anyone in the field, so... Give me the golden child this week. He's my guy. I've been talking about him all week, so I can't not back him up. That just got me really excited. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. Now, someone I'm not excited about, someone that you guys might want to bet on. I'm going to tell you not to right now. John Rom. he's my fade of the week. He's lost strokes off the tee in two of his last three starts. Not very John Rom like We need a driver this week. We just talked about that. Um, and he lost three strokes putting last week. No driver, no flat stick, no big Spaniard for Connor. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to go with Rom either, just at those odds. You you just... Yeah, you, all right, moving it, on. Justin Thomas, he's another guy that people are going to be talking about. He was one of my three picks last week. If you bought the pick package, you are well aware of that. He missed the cut. Um, Thomas is a fiery guy, but he's lost strokes with his putter in three out of his last four events. Usually something that that he leans on. He's a, he's a clutch putter. He's one of those fiery kind of guys. And if that flat stick isn't going, I don't see JT being in contention. So I'll also be avoiding JT in the fade category. Yeah, and I'm just going to move on now a little deeper because we've touched on a lot of the favorites. And you can't just hit on all those guys because you're not going to come out with profit at the end of the week. So I'm digging a little deeper now. I love it. I'm going Tony Finau. He's around 50 to 1 on most books. Um, he hasn't missed a cut at the Open, uh, which also includes... Uh, a couple top tens as well. This game's rounding into shape at the right time. Uh, it's playing firm and fast out here. So this is actually going to bring some shorter guys into the mix. Say like a Kevin Kissner who may not normally compete. Saying that, length is still an, a huge asset here at St. Andrews. We know this guy's got it. The fairways are a little wider too. He can get sporadic with his driver at times, but this course sets up really good for Tony. Obviously, it comes down to his putting. We all know that, but he's flying a little under the radar here as well, which I think is good for the big man. And um, if you don't trust him enough to take him uh, as an outright winner, which I, a lot of people, I understand why you don't, take him top 10. They don't call him top 10 Tony for no reason. I think there might be a sprinkle there as a sleeper. I've been doing some research on Tony Finau as well, and here's a fun fact. He's gained the third most strokes against the field out of over the last 24 rounds. Out of everybody in this field, he has the third most strokes gained over the last 24 rounds. So, Finau, you said his game's rounding in the form. The proof is in the pudding. The stats are, are backing that up, and that plus 40 to 1, 45 to 1? Yeah, 45 what? to 50 on most books right now. I got him at 50 to 1. Yeah, that's just that's a sweet spot. Another guy that I want to talk about is Tommy Fleetwood in that neighborhood, coming in about 50 to 1. Finished T4 last week, a top 10 at the European Open, top 5 at the PGA Championship, another top 10 at the RBC Heritage, and a T14 at the Masters. This kid is on the press. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's older than me. Hmm. But he's on the precipice of winning. And he's won in Europe before. No, he's not won overseas. But I hate to tell you, the Open's a European tournament. 
Yeah, and Tommy Fleetwood, I mean, I don't know if you're done your point there, but I'm going to steal it from you for a second. I think he's hoping that the weather gets a little easier this week because mm-hmm. we've spoke about it before. He plays good in really difficult conditions, especially when you have to control your trajectory. You can almost see it with his swing. It's a little abbreviated uh, follow-through, little knockdowns. So when the wind picks up, Tommy gets better. So I like your Tommy pick. Uh, this week as well. Yeah, and we were looking at the wind, everybody, and Spencer noted coming in that the wind was supposed to be really shy this week, but that's Scottish weather reporting. (laughs) It changes like a flick of a dime. Anything can happen, and guys like Rory that are used to these conditions, guys like Tommy Fleetwood are going to be guys that are going to have scorable opportunities no matter where the wind takes them. Now, just another guy that I did want to touch on because of his play. He's up in the 20-1 range. Is just Cam Smith. I'm not going to be playing him this week, but I think people should be very... Um, keep an eye on Cam Smith. Uh, he gained 6.91 strokes on the field putting last week, and his putter has been his downfall. We've seen him miss a lot of really close putts, and that's cost him championships this season. If that putter's going well on these big greens... Three putt, uh, three putt avoidance, that's his thing. And Cam Smith could be a, a serious factor heading into this weekend. And I think it's time to get into our best bet, Spencer. And here's my best bet, guys. Wait, just before you oh. get into the best bet, I apologize. Let's go one sleeper, just because I know you're going to laugh. I tried to actually just cut this <laughs> well, from your rundown. Gonna, oh, God. Because you're going to laugh at this one, and i got to throw it out there. <laughs> the, la- the disrespect he's getting, and yeah, you're going to throw out some stats. Why? But... At 100 to 1, I know it's been a massive fall from Grace, but I like this guy. What he's, Grace? He's a geek. He's a weirdo. He's a major champion. Bryson DeChambeau, 100, 100 to 1. I'm throwing some pizza money on him. I don't even want to cheer for him, but I have to. And as mentioned before, the live discount, normally this guy should be 60, maybe 70 tops, but 100 to 1? Like, I mean, bombs away out here. I know his, his downfall is his putting and his wedging, and it's going to require a little bit of that, but... If he's in the mix, he's showed more than a couple times he's capable of winning. You keep looking at me like that. I don't want Bryson to necessarily win, but a couple, couple dominoes bucks on Mr. DeChambeau, uh, one of the faces of the live tour. Would, it would be good for the game if this this meathead is in the mix on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you why he's 100 to 1. His last five PGA starts, he missed four cuts. I don't think the tour really misses him all that much, to be honest with you. Yes, uh, you did bring up a great point. He's one of the hardest workers in the game, and I will respect Bryson DeChambeau for that. But if there's any wind whatsoever, his, he's going to be hunting through that Scottish fescue, laddie, and there, he's going to miss the cut again. And I, never said, actually, I never said I respected him. <laughs> I, I respect his drive towards the game. And I Correct. respect the effort that he puts forward. But Correct. Uh, from decisions to comments that he's made, yeah, I don't have a lot of time for Bryson. I'm not a fan. And you can actually sprinkle to miss the cut, so he's going to put his pizza money. We'll reconvene next week or next time that Spencer's back <laughs> with us for Talk Birdie to Me, and we'll reconvene. I'm actually going to sprinkle the Bryson miss the cut at plus 137. I'll throw... A point five of a unit on it, just just to have you some and me fun can here do a with Spencer. Side, side bet yeah. on that as well. I, I don't like. Uh, I I believe in my true Scottish ancestors and the grace of the game that there's going to be a little bit of wind and a little bit of controversy on this old course, and that Bryson is going to be hunting yeah. his golf ball like a fox hunt in the good old UK. Well, we've talked enough. I didn't even mean to talk about him this long, so I'm sorry. I clearly got you a little rattled though, which is good, but. 
Yeah, let's move on to. Uh, hey, we to love a, we love a little controversy. Lots of points going back and forth, and now we get to really lock in with our best bets yeah. of the week. And yeah, let's do it. I'm 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 stoked for this one, guys. We rode Xander Shoffley last week. If you bought the pick package, you won with us again. Our sixth win of the season. Xander got the job done. And let me tell you why I'm going back to the well with Xander here. Not only is he my best bet, not only was he my best bet to finish top twenty last week, but the guy has won last three times he's teed it up. He's won. I know the 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 charity event in Ireland doesn't technically count. Yeah, still but a good the JP field. Still, Mc- a good field. still he yeah. won. It's the JP McManus. He won it. Yeah. The guy dominates in Celtic countries. I just I'm all over this. He's gained over ten strokes putting in his last two starts, and he's gained over five strokes off the tee in that same span. He's not only passing my eye test; he's passing the stat test, and the bookies, for whatever reason. Yeah. Are giving you dash one ten same price as last week. Get on it right now. Dash one ten for Xander to finish in the top twenty. That was our best bet last week. I'm not only picking him to win again this week as one of my three picks to win. I'm riding that best bet to the well. Thanks for tuning in. That's my pick, Spencer. I know what you got. Yeah, just, just lay it on me. I'm so jacked up for this just one. Just quickly, and this is probably more for uh, me as an entertainment um, value as well. No, I, I'm following this because one. Because we're all, we're all cheering for the guy in red. Um, he's at St. Andrews. He's made both cuts uh, in the two majors he's played this year. He works harder, th- or he works when he's on the course harder than anybody. So he's. I don't think he's going to be in contention, but give me the GOAT to make the cut minus 125 all day long. Yeah, Tiger Woods to make the cut. Uh, he looks like he's in great spirits. We saw him fire a ball at Roy McIlroy when they were playing that practice round together earlier this week. It's just, it's a good spot for Tiger. And just with all those retirement rumors around the industry and just on Twitter and from fans and whatnot, wouldn't it be great if he just went out and fired like a top 10, top 20? The problem is I don't see his knee holding up through the entire four days, but to make the cut, if you're trying to tell me that Tiger isn't one of the top 75 golfers in the world, I'm going to dispute that. I love Tiger to make the cut. I love that pick, Spencer. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Talk Birdie to Me. One last quick note. If you want to bet outright winners, bet follow a couple of our bets, follow the Jordan Spieths, follow the Xanders, follow the Rorys, well, then make sure you do it on Points Bet. They have a power hour tomorrow night. I believe it's 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you check it out. Points Bet power hour. It'll boost all those odds. Uh, and yeah, it's just, why not? That's what we're here for. We're here to give you guys the best information and the best odds possible. Folks, I'm Connor Rountree. That's Spencer Burke. Thanks for joining us on Talk Birdie to Me. We'll talk birdie to you next time. <laughs>